Well, Jesus is the only way. Can I repeat that again? Jesus is the only way. I had a hard time figuring that out until there was this one time I was walking home from school my freshman year of high school. And my best friends and I, we would always go to each other's houses after every single uh, day of school. We would either ride the bus there or we would walk. And one day we went to our friend's house and we had never actually walked there together. But I kind of figured, okay, like we should take this way and that's going to be the quickest way there. Quickest and safest, that's all that matters. And they're like, no, 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 no. There is a quicker and better way to get there. And it happened to be that their way was not on road but by train track. And I was very concerned for what I was about to get myself into. So we go, we find the train tracks, and we just take the train tracks. Um, and I also don't condone this. Please don't do this as well because, yes, yeah, stay on the roads. Anyways, but we were walking, we were walking, and eventually there's this point on the train tracks in Newburgh where it becomes a bridge, and it's kind of like call, I call it the trestle, okay? And it's this point where the road underneath it dips down a ton, and it makes this bridge, and it's a pretty significant distance from the bridge to the ground. And as we're approaching it, the train tracks start becoming less and less narrow, and eventually gets to the point where it's about the wider than my body, and I realize, holy cow, if I keep walking, and I miss a step, I'm going to go straight through. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, no, 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 no. And they, my friends apparently had walked this before. And I'm like, dude, I can't do this. And so I'm getting on my hands and knees. I'm crawling. I'm like, dude, there's like a significant distance to go. It's at least half the length of a football field. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to die. This is where I die. I'm going to be 14 years old. That's everything. And my friends, they're just skipping across the bridge. They're having fun. They're running back and forth. And I'm freaking out. I'm crawling, hands and knees. I'm not, get, I'm not giving up. And then all of a sudden, my friend, I just hear, help, help, help. And all of a sudden, I see, like, one leg in the cracks. And, like, one, like his arms are up on the, like, the track. And I'm like, when I get up and I go and help him up. And we hold hands the rest of the way because we're scared out of our mind. We almost lost our friend. And we... Learn that day we are never going to play on the train tracks again, especially when it's a bridge and you could easily die and kill yourself, right? So why do I tell this story? I realized that day that although that was a way to get to my friend's house, it was definitely not the correct way. And you may be thinking to yourself, in the grand scheme of all reality and what truth is and maybe how you want to live your life, or maybe you have friends who don't know Jesus, and maybe you don't know Jesus, whatever it may be, we tend to think, oh, well, I can get to God any way that I want to. Last week we talked about how people tend to work their way to God, and that's what we call like religion, right? Well, today we're talking about how there's only one true way. And if that's correct, then no other way can get to God. But if that's incorrect, then the implication is, there's multiple ways to God. There might be a different way, but it's definitely not Jesus. So as Christians, we need to wrestle with this. We can't just say, okay, well, like, yeah, if Jesus is incorrect, then, like, he's still correct, right? Like, no, that's not how it works. If Jesus is incorrect, then that means there's a plethora or a bunch of other religions that could be right. But we'll see as we look at the passage that if Jesus is correct, 
then he's the only way. There's no other way to God except through him. So as we look at our passage, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's just talking to them about how do you get to the Father? And he's talking about how he's going to prepare a place for his disciples. And then this is where we pick up in John 14, verse 5 through 6. And Thomas pipes in, good old doubting Thomas who always likes to ask questions. Questions are not bad, by the way. I just think he gets a bad rap. But Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So what is Thomas talking about? He says, how can we know the way? What is the way that he's talking about? Well, Jesus previously was talking about how do we get to God. He's saying, know God. And the only way to get to him is through me. And so the way that he's talking about is the way to get to God. So in our lives and other religions as we view them, every single one is trying to ask the question, how do we get to God? Whether they admit it or not, everyone's asking, what happens after we die? And where do we go? What do we do? Do we just float on clouds like angels? Do we worship this great deity, this almighty God? Well, as Christians, we argue that we, off, that we worship Jesus. And we would also argue that Jesus is the only way to God. That if we have an eternity in heaven, that Jesus is the only way to get there. But maybe you're wondering, okay, is, is Jesus actually the only way? Or are there other ways to get there? Maybe you're questioning whether or not there's a different way. Maybe you're questioning whether Jesus is actually God Almighty and says that he is the only way. Maybe you're struggling to actually follow Jesus' only way. No matter what, we have to wrestle with this question about how do we get to God. So the question remains, how do we get to God? And what does the rest of the world think of how we get to God? This question shapes all of our eternity and all of who we are and what we do. So let's look at this whiteboard here, okay? And hopefully it doesn't topple over. Okay? See, if you can tell, there are some mountains, right? There are, in fact, three mountains. And maybe you've heard this analogy before, maybe you haven't. But typically, people like to think that God is at the top of the mountain, okay? And so we question, how in the world do we actually get to the top of the mountain? Well, we have one point of view, and that is there is one way to get to God. And we have Mormons. So if you've ever heard of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Mormons, just a nickname for them, they view, okay, we, there's only actually one way to get to God. And it's their way. Then you have Judaism, which believes there's Yahweh, okay, and that he is the only, or they are the only way that can get to God. And there's only one God. And then there's Islam, who offers the point of view from Muhammad, the prophet. And they say, well, only through Muhammad and the Quran and all their good works can they get to Allah. Okay? So that's one way. We have all these three religions, and they're saying there's only one way to get to God, and, there's, and it's their way. Mormons would not say that Jude or Jews are correct. Jews would not say that Muslims are correct. In fact, there's only one way, and it's their way. 
But here's the thing. In every single one of these scenarios, they have to work to get to God. It's all about their good deeds and what they do. And if they did it enough, then they can be with God. And if they're correct, then no other religion or philosophy or whatever is correct. Then let's go to the other side of the, uh, this other mountain over here. It talks about every way. Any way can get you to God. It doesn't matter what it is. Hindus believe that there is a God, lowercase g, his name's Barah. Baram. What, some, yeah, Baram, that's it. Um, and they believe, okay, you can go this way, but then also this other God over, like that leads to Baram, Baram, whatever. Um, but then this way also helps lead to their God. Buddhists don't believe in a deity, but they just believe in getting enlightened through their state of being and through their good deeds and what they do, they can reach the top of this mountain. But it doesn't really matter how you get there. There's some other ways to get there. And yeah, they get to the top. And then there's this philosophy called postmodernism, which doesn't hold to actual any, any truth. They just say, you do you. You can believe what you want to believe. You over here, you can believe what you want to believe. You can just do whatever you want. And so there's all those crazy lines going every single which way possible. And some way you end up at the top. No matter how you look at it, every single way I just told you about requires you do it and no one else can do it for you. You have to do it yourself. And if you're a good enough person, then maybe you'll be at the top with God. Does that seem exhausting to you? Does that seem like fun to you? Does that seem like a loving God who wanted to sacrifice everything for you? I don't think so. So how do we reconcile with this? How do we ask ourselves, how do I get to the top of the mountain? And do I have to do it in that exhausting way? Other religions would say, yeah, you have to do it all by yourself. I would say, whether it's Christianity or not, if we want to be restful, if we want to not be exhausted, we need to find something greater than ourselves in order to help us get to the mountaintop. As a pastor, I probably should say that it's Jesus. That's the correct answer, right? So let's look at verse 6. Jesus says he's the only way, the truth, and the life. But what does that actually even mean? Well, let's, let's break it down a little bit. The way, that means roadway or somewhere traveled, okay? So if we're looking at a road, if we're looking at a road, there's only one way to go down the road. I guess you could go any other way, but you're probably going to fall off the side of the road or you're going to be going on the wrong side of it. So when you're looking at just a road that goes straight, there's only one way to go about it, right? So that's the way, the one singular way. There's no other way. There's one. That's what Jesus says. He's the only way. Then let's look at truth, for example. You might hear people, and I've heard it plenty my whole entire life, but truth is what we, some people say it's subjective, which means I get to choose it. Okay? But here's the thing. Truth, by Jesus' standard, he's saying that's objective. And these are kind of bigger words. I didn't really understand them until I was a little bit older. So 
subjective means I get to choose it. It's all about my opinion. Objective means there's one object who says this is what's true. Subjective truth says 2 plus 2 equals 5 because I, I said it does. But objective truth knows, no, it only equals 4. Same thing with this. When Jesus says he's the only way, the truth, and the life, he's saying I get to decide what truth is. If you guys get to decide what truth is, you're going to do it completely wrong. And in fact, a lot of times that's what turns into religion. It turns in, if your way is true, if you're what decides what's true, then you'll get yourself up the mountain. You'll look like this mountain over here that's all chaotic and doesn't really know what they're doing if you decide what's true. But because Jesus decides what's true, he says, it's all on me. You can disagree, but it doesn't make you right. So he's the only way, he's the only truth, and he's life. He's talking about eternal life and fullness in Christ. Eternal life means forever, right? When we die, we don't cease to exist, but we just change destinations. When we live in a fullness of Christ and we have life eternal, our life looks completely different. Because we have the source of life dictating how we ought to live it. And so then Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So here's what he's saying. If no one comes to the Father except through Jesus, that means one of two things. Either he's wrong, and yeah, you can follow whatever, whatever way you want. But if no one gets to the Father, if no one gets to the X except through Jesus, then that means any way that you see on this board is wrong. Because if there's only a one-way street, that means there's only one way to go about it. And if Jesus is saying, and he's true, and he's right about he's the only way, the truth, and the life, no one goes to the Father except through him. If he's right about that, that means there's no other way except through him. And that all these other religions, all these other ideologies are incorrect. And that's a bold statement to make. That's a bold thing to say, no one else is right, it's me and only me. But he's not only saying that he is a way to God, but he's the way. Does that make sense? He's not just a way, he's the way. So if we look at the mountain, okay, I'm going to conclude here. If we look at the mountain, this last one, Jesus is the only one that can stand in comparison. These ones, there's no other religion that could possibly stand. These ones are more like this kind of road right here. You get to work and work and work and work and work. And if it's enough, then sure, you made it to God. But with Jesus, it's actually not you go up. It's he came down. And he says, come with me. I'll give you eternal life. 
fact, if he's the only way, like I said, then no other way is correct. He died for us, right? Do you understand that like any other religion out there? Like Mormons here, they believe that Jesus died. But it's so that you could do work in order to like prove that you were worthy enough for him to die for you. Jews, they're still stuck in their ways of you got to create all these check boxes. Hindus over there, it's there's many ways. But Jesus is like, dude, no. You you can show me you love me, sure. I show my wife I love her all the time, but that doesn't that doesn't make her love me like that doesn't mean like, oh, if you do these things, then I'll love you. It's we love each other. And because I love you so much, I want to serve you. And so why don't we? Why don't we serve him? If he really is the only way, and he's the one that came down for us, why don't we serve him? If he showed the ultimate sacrifice of love, why don't we serve him? Jesus also says this in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. I think it's important that we understand this. This is how much he loves us. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. All these other religions, and sometimes Christianity becomes this too. Sometimes we just try to work to get to God. And he's saying, no, don't do that. I sent the one true son for you so that you wouldn't have to work to get to me. But rather, he came down so he could show you his love. So I'm going to ask you this. Are you tired of trying to find truth all by yourself? Maybe you're running towards something because you think it's the true way, and it's not Jesus. But maybe you're thinking, man, only this Jesus guy is going to give me rest. And maybe you know Jesus, but you haven't been seeking him for rest. You've just been seeking him because you want to call yourself a Christian, and you want to do things in order to get to him, but you keep failing over and over and over again. Maybe you're just seeking validation because you don't find it anywhere else. I've done that over and over and again. I, I find myself doing it just this week alone. That I want someone to say that you did a good job. And so you try to work to Jesus in order to, for him to say it. But he already said it. He said it on the cross. He said it by dying for you and then rising again three days later and showing that he's God Almighty and he loves you so much. No matter where you're coming from, I am here to say, the leaders here are here to say that Jesus is the only way. He's the only way to the Father. 
and is the only way for you to ever seek salvation. And quite frankly, he's the only way for you to seek rest too.